Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Campfire Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. With me today, we've got Rich and Matthew. Hi. Matthew. 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 How's it going, Mike? Oh, going pretty good since uh, we just actually had a blast doing another podcast. We were guest host, or we were hosted. We were guest. We were guests uh, of the uh, Player versus Trivia podcast. What'd you guys think of that? Dude, that was so much fun. Oh my God, I had a blast doing that. Yeah, I'm really, time. really disappointed in myself with some of the questions that I got wrong, but I don't know. Some of those questions that I got right, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm happy I got that one right. Like the 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 first console or whatever, the first uh, home console, I was like, oh yeah, like I know that one. I'm pretty sure I know that one. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, what was it? The, the Maxovision or no? It's the Magnavox Odyssey. Magnavox Odyssey. Yep. I did, I had no idea that was a thing. When he said that, I was like, I like the fucking Pong machine. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The only reason that that thing is so like as kind of famous as it was is because you had to put that weird like Mylar sticker on your TV, yeah. and then you played it like that, sort of. Yeah. Like gotcha. I think there was one with like a house. Where, like you stuck a house on your TV and you had to navigate through the house or something like that. That's insane. I'm yeah. gonna have to look that up. Um, yeah. Just some insight as to what we're talking about. We were guests on the Player versus Trivia podcast. Uh, it's run by a guy named Tony. Excellent dude. Um, go check him out um, at Player versus Trivia. If you Google him, you can find him pretty easily. Uh, we'll give you his podcast and Twitter in the information on the uh, podcast here, and we'll also probably tweet out something. But uh, you can find him twitter.com slash PVT podcast um, and check out that episode. But basically, he takes video game knowledge from the ether. This guy is well researched and, you know, brings it into a trivia for, you know, other people to participate and see what their nerd knowledge really is. And spoiler, I'm not going to spoil it. Spoiler, I I did better (laughs) than I thought I was going to, but... Still did pretty poorly. <laughs> yeah. Those questions yeah. are so hard. Dude, dude. Well, yes. it's like weird because those questions, like some of those questions weren't hard, but I just was being dumb and didn't think of the right answer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like some no, of was- those, I was just like, oh, duh. Like, of course, it, that's what it is, you know? Uh, two to three questions like that where it was just like, ah, I should have gone with that answer, but I went with something else. Or, you know, it just, you know, the answer was on the tip of my tongue, but I didn't. I didn't could just couldn't remember it, you know. So, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I had a blast. It, it's, yeah, check it out. Go listen to it. By the time this podcast's up, that should be out on his his channel as well. So, yeah, we'll give it a listen. And thank you, Tony, for having us on. That was a good time. I had a blast. So we were talking in the intro here, or at least before we got started, about the um, like the questions that we were being asked, and I just wanted to follow up that that whole um, what was the first superhero video game. My mm-hmm. brain said Superman, just like yours, Matt. But I was trying yeah. to figure out what other movies were coming out around that time. And I just remember that Batman game for Nintendo. Right. Like, that just stood out in my mind. I was like, well, I don't remember anything before that unless it was, like, Superman on Sega. But at the same time, you know, that would have been yeah. roughly no, the my same brain time was saying, My brain was saying Superman, but my mouth said Spider-Man just because <laughs> I'm stupid. So it was just like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know if there was a Spider-Man game that early. I want to say that the first one I remember was Maximum Carnage. I don't Um, remember. What what console was that for? Super Nintendo. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I never played I remember, that. There was, a, there was a Wolverine game. I remember that. Um, I do remember that. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. That was yeah. That was a blast. I really really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was a good time. So yeah, we did we did okay, right? Uh, We did okay. (laughs) Some of those, like even our listeners, will be like, "How could you guys?" (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, there's. I don't want to spoil one question in particular. Yeah, yeah. One question in particular, where people will just be like, "You, you guys don't deserve to be talking about video games. What is wrong with you? You're a gaming podcast. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah." Um, so today we're going to talk some stuff about the Nintendo leak, which has probably been beaten to death, uh, as it happened a little while ago. Uh, we will also talk about what happened to my note screen. It just went away. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, Nintendo Direct as well. There's some big changes in Nintendo Directs, um, some targeting of specific gaming types and a couple of new games coming out. You guys ready to jump into the mix? Let's do it. I'm Let's always excited to talk about Xbox. We gonna stoke that fire and get going on the conversation? Yeah, man. All right. Okay, I don't even know what the hell that was. <laughs> I was just trying to say, was, yeah, man. Yeah, man. The <laughs> most like northern Jamaican, the most northern Caribbean accent. We're gonna get a bobsled. We're gonna get a bobsled and some tacos. <laughs> That's Northwoods Caribbean. That is exactly what that is. <laughs> All right, games. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So we're, start, we're starting with Nintendo. All right. Nintendo. All right. All right. Yeah. All right so, uh, source code leaked for a bunch of stuff in Nintendo. Um, the yeah, Nintendo 64, the GameCube, and the Wii were all kind of leaked out. And I don't want to talk about the specifics of what were le- leaked out. I kind of want to talk about what are the ramifications on current modders or emulators now. And might this force Nintendo's hand to bring some of those virtual consoles? into the Nintendo online stuff. Uh, currently, we've only got the SNES and the NES in there. And I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts. What do you think? God, I sure hope so. I would like one of the things I really... I mean, I think we've talked about this before on other episodes, but I've wanted Nintendo to actually just create emulators of their own old consoles and just release the whole library. Just unlock everything that was ever released for the nintendo 64 gamecube all of that stuff just let like let me have any of it like i would gladly go and pay extra money for like a bundle or like a subscription service or something like that that i can go and just play you know legitimately play all my old games without having to set up you know, all my Nintendo 64s and my GameCubes and all that stuff. They could charge like 30 bucks a month if they did that and people would I would, pay. I would pay it. I would so pay it for that. I love retro gaming that much. Yeah. It's just insane nice. to me that it, it's, they're sitting on a gold mine and they just, they haven't really tapped it. And my, I mean, yeah, they'll, what they, I think they do some remasters and re-releases here and there, but it's just, I, yeah, it just blows my mind. I mean, yeah, obviously, you guys have told me I still I need to get a switch, but I mean, if they could just do that here with the switch, I, I would. Yeah, whenever I could find a switch, I would pick one up if I had access to the entire Nintendo library of games as well as the switch ones as well. Um, but I mean, it, it would be so nice to go back and yeah, like you said, Rich, I, I have an N64, but I really don't want to go pull it out and hook it up to my 4K TV. You know, it's just not, you know. <laughs> not what i want to do but yeah it'd be great to go revisit some old 
uh, now I, I did a lot more of the Game Boy games, but you know, if they would do that as well on, you know, some sort of emulator or whatever on the switch, uh, along with some N64 games, uh, and SNES and NES games would just, uh, it would be awesome. And I know it would force me to go out and pick up a switch as soon as I could find one. If, if they did something like that, dude, there's a guy on Craigslist selling one for like five fifty. <laughs> I read stories about God. how people are like finding ways to trick discord bots that are, you know, that monitor inventory and buy them up before yeah wow. you know people can get them so yeah i'll just wait till they're normal price and they're out in the wild you know and i can go catch one of them i'm not gonna lie i think i just heard just earlier today that some stores around us actually have switches hmm yeah Maybe. you can buy i think you can buy them online I'm not going to plug which store. I'll tell you afterwards because I don't think they deserve a shout out. Just uh, <laughs> I'm just pointing that out. But yeah. yeah, I'll talk to you after this. Perfect. But yeah, no, I mean, um, I'm going to guess that's straight up Walmart. <laughs> nope, <laughs> okay. it's not Walmart. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> nope, it's not Walmart. You could try Sam's Club. I bet you they're an untapped market. Yeah, but I don't. You, don't you have to be a member? I'll bring you in. in. I'll take you. Okay, there you go. He's got that membership. We can adventures with Mike. No, I totally agree with you guys on um, it being a gold mine, and that we should really see some of these things. At least let's move into the sixty-four and get some of those titles. You know, just, yeah, for sure. They, they're so slow at bringing out all of those retro titles, and I just are they tra- like, is there a problem with transporting them to the Switch or like converting it, or you know, what is the deal here? Because these are some seriously good games that we just should be getting. Yeah, I mean, the most that I know about Nintendo 64 emulation is that it's like no one has got it quite right. And really, the only thing that makes it super functional is just throwing powerful hardware at it. Like, for example, if you've ever tried to run a lot of N64 games on, say, like a RetroPie, it runs like ass. And it doesn't like it. Half the games you won't be able to play on even like a RetroPie 4. Uh, on a Raspberry Pi 4, which is significantly better hardware. You won't be able to play it because the emulation just is not properly done for the N64 because it was such a unique piece of hardware. Now, granted, I don't think that emulator makers are going to be using a lot of this source code because we've already seen that, you know, Nintendo is very quick on the legal trigger already. But I think that using that leaked source code can really bring a world of legal pain their way and get their project shut down if they can be proven that they are using source code from that leak in their emulators. So they're really in a weird spot right now. I feel like that's more than a shutdown too. Like there's some serious consequences oh, yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, they'll, they'll probably get, you know, sued to all hell and back, but yeah, I mean, at the very least, yeah, they would get the project shut down and they won't be able to actually support it anymore. So my biggest, like, the whole reason that I, I'm still willing to talk about this with how old it is, um, is this line here, that it is very possible, with all of this information, according to one journalism site, <laughs> terrorists can weaponize Kirby. <laughs> I I was reading through your links and your notes that you had here, and I'm like... Did he recognize where he pulled that information <laughs> yes. from? And then I, uh, uh, okay, I get what he's doing. I get it. No, I mean, just, I, I think this is the best that I've seen of this. And um, the, the quote from It's the Onion here is, 
Intelligence agencies around the world have long warned about the grim specter of a weaponized Kirby. But few leaders ever took seriously the threat of the pink blob swallowing a tactical nuclear weapon and wiping a city off of the Earth's surface. They were content to let Nintendo expand Kirby's power year by year. Now we must all pay for their hubris. I love that. It's, just, it's super dark. You know, it's already a crappy thing to happen in te- to Nintendo. But just the, the twist that they were able to put on something like this is, is pretty excellent. Yeah. Yeah, the that's onion, pretty funny. Yeah, The Onion can put out some quality articles, even if it's not uh, always true. Although, there, obviously, this is, this is fact, you know, uh, <laughs> weaponizing Kirby. We all know that. Yeah. Something like that, right? <laughs> right. If you were to pick so, a Nintendo character to weaponize, what would you guys pick? Oh, dude, Donkey Kong. Yeah, you can. He, he can throw. Yeah, he's just a big. He's big gorilla. He'll throw. He'll throw uh, barrels at all your enemies, and barrels are heavy, so you know he'll do a lot of damage <laughs> and eat a lot of bananas. Yeah, eat a lot of bananas yeah. and stuff. I would have gone with like a Dr. Um, Wily and try and get some Mega Man out of that. But oh, well, you could, yeah. Um, so one thing I did want to talk about, if we were going to like let's say something that I was just kind of thinking about. Let's say Nintendo bows to our wishes, right? And they decide that, you know what? Because of these leaks, the Nintendo 64, all of that, we're going to build emulators for it. We're going to release everything on Nintendo Online. Best case scenario. One thing I'm really curious to how that would affect is the like the retro store market. Because there are a lot of these tiny shops even around our city that sell things like retro consoles retro you know vintage video games and things like that and i mean i've gone through and purchased a few of these things myself because i like having things in my collection but how do you think that that would like do you think that that would devalue a lot of the like cartridge shops that a lot of these stores are devalue the cartridges. I don't think so. Of these games. I, I think you still have the collectors that want the originals. Uh, that's always going to be worth more. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas like me, I would rather just have the game to play it than to collect it. So I'm not too worried about like, what is this one worth? And what shop could I get it from? But I feel like those shops and not all of them, there are a few that stay tried and true and stand weather the storm, whatever. I feel like those ones go up for like six months, maybe a year. And then they go back down. So I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of change because you're still going to see one pop up and then slowly die off because they picked a poor location or something like that. Yeah. I think it's kind of a, I think they, I feel they, yeah, they struggle because yeah, I see some that pop up. I mean, there's been some in the, the, uh, in our area here in Minnesota too, that have kind of, you know, popped up and then, you know, I go try to go back and look for something. They're gone. Uh, I, I think, you know, it'll probably make it harder for them. Um, I, me as a collector, I'd probably still go into those shops if I find them and buy some things. Um, but I would also still appreciate, you know, an actual, you know, being able to play those games on a modern system. So I think it, like the collector side of me would still buy it just to kind of have something physical. You know, if I can ever make a sweet man cave to just set up all the, like a bunch of cool consoles or something like that, you know, that that'd be really cool. And then just have the convenience of, playing on you know some modern device would be awesome but I, I i do think that you know they would probably struggle a little bit more 
but yeah, it, it's. Well, I'm not talking about the stores specifically because a lot of those are usually pretty diversified. I mean, like they, I mean, they can still sell things like, you know, PlayStation and Sega and all that kind of stuff. I'm more talking about like the carts, the Nintendo 64 carts themselves. So like, I think last time I looked like, you know, say like a, like a Banjo-Kazooie cartridge by itself, not in a box or anything like that would probably sell for about 40 to 50 bucks, even nowadays, just because of how popular the game is, how rare the cartridge might be. If it's like an old version of the cartridge or something like that. Do you think that releasing these kinds of, um, these games on an emulator would devalue those, those resale cartridges? Like devalue like that from like fifty down to like forty dollars or f- down to like twenty dollars because nobody actually wants it or at least the only people who want it are collectors. Well, yeah, I think you kind of answered it. Yeah, you the demand for people that want to play it would go down, and then it would just really be the collectors. So yeah, I'd, I'd imagine that would devalue some of those popular games that are sold for quite a bit. So, yes. Yeah, because I mean, a lot I of it, it could have a lot of the reason I would even buy them is just so that I can still play those games, right? It yeah. could have a weird like reverse effect where they say, "Oh, well, I can just play it on you know this virtual console and say I'm good," and then they throw away the cartridge, and you start to run out of cartridges, and then the one Donkey Kong you know 64 cartridge left on the planet is now worth. instead of 40 or whatever but you know yeah this is something interesting to think about I mean I don't think Nintendo's gonna do this anytime soon I wish they would but right just something that I was kind of something I was mulling about it would be nice if this did kind of push their hand and they did do it because that'd probably be a quicker way to shut down a lot of these people that do emulators is just here just for a couple bucks just play it better on our system Instead You're of gonna emulating. hijack our software. We'll just give it away. Yeah, yeah. I mean then that's what? that's that's a really good solution to it, right? Is that like, you know, one of the things that really curbed music piracy was the services that came out from music piracy being a big thing. Like we, the reason we have things like Spotify and Pandora and those kinds of things, things like Netflix, are because piracy was so prevalent and buying movies is so expensive and inconvenient. But you put it on a big service like that, well, there's no reason to even do it. Yeah. So that uh, Nintendo Direct, it uh, if you guys don't know what that is, that's unfortunate. However, What's a Nintendo Direct? No, I'm not, I'm not going to what those <laughs> are. Um, so the future of Nintendo Direct is kind of up in the air. I know we, uh, on the last episode there was some conversation about this, but now it's kind of like they're just dead. And they're citing work-from-home complexities that are causing them not to be able to pump out Nintendo Direct. So like like we reported the other day, June, there is no Direct. But it might go further than that. Um, from VentureBeat, uh, they reported that they're actually planning on just allowing partners not to wait for Direct anymore. If they have a big announcement, just kind of like say it. Um, I've seen just a ton of YouTube videos popping up on my Nintendo feed about all of these drops of all these different games. And I'm like, where was this? Like, I didn't even hear about this and it's out today. Are you kidding me? Or, you know, other bigger games that are coming up, they're just throwing them out there and saying, hey, it's on, you know, it's out there. You guys consume it. Now you know it's coming. Yeah, I know we talked in our, yeah, in our last podcast about how 
uh, there was rumors that it was going to be delayed out of June. Uh, and it, it's just, and we had brought up that it, I think is just kind of how work from home affects different people and cultures and companies differently. And it just sounds like, yeah, it sounds like they might be struggling a little bit more with the whole work from home aspect of now and what's going on a little bit more, but yeah, it's, it is a bummer that they're doing this. I, uh, and it's, you know, I haven't, I've always, you know, said, I like, I get excited about all, all things gaming. So, you know, Nintendo, I always look forward to their thing, their directs, even if I don't play a lot of their games. So uh, it was, you know, it was weird to me that they didn't decide to go with another show that was not quite canceled. Like, um, what's his name? Jeff Keighley with, um, games of summer. Yeah. 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 They didn't even, they're not even like a part of the list that he shared out of all of the, uh, the conversations and topics that would come up from there. Not even on the list. They just don't care. Yeah, yeah, I find that really surprising because, I mean, we just had a couple of episodes where we were talking about things like Xbox Insider and all these other different uh, new events that are kind of popping up in lieu of all this, you know, work from home and virus stuff. I'm really, uh, to me, I find this really surprising that Nintendo isn't jumping on board doing some sort of, you know, at home sort of couch conference or something like that because like everybody else seems to be doing it and they're doing it just fine but it must be i mean there must be some sort of cultural aspect to it that i'm i just don't understand yeah well too you were saying mike that you know some videos are releasing now but it'll be interesting to see if we see a little bit more nintendo stuff in yeah like the jeff Keeley was it summer game fest i, I had the notes here i don't anymore or uh, I know IGN's doing a, a I think there's a summer of gaming, uh, or maybe I'm mixing Jeff Keighley and IGN's things up. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if some more of these companies that make Nintendo games, if they kind of if we start seeing those pop up in those shows, or if it's going to be more of a random steady stream of you you know YouTube video here. And do you think if they're if they're running that, um, do you think they have to say everything that they're supported on, or could they exclude N- Nintendo for not being part of the uh conversation oh you mean like third-party games yeah when they're yeah, announced like, so like let's say there's a borderlands 5 is coming to the switch and heard it here first folks yeah. <laughs> no. so it's coming to the switch um but they only showcase in their little infomercial like hey number five coming to you xbox and playstation just because nintendo didn't jump into the fold do you think they can well do i that? think or would i we see that a little bit now anyways, regardless of what's going on, you know, we will see those games that are announced and then, it, you know, an article or a Q and a afterwards they go, you know, Oh, it's only coming to PlayStation. But then you find out later, Oh, it's either coming at like maybe a, like a month exclusive or, right, Hey, right. we just kind of partnered with Sony. So we didn't say it was coming to switch and Xbox, you know, PC, things like that. So I don't think that's going to have any, any sort of effect on it, but yeah, sure. maybe we see games where they don't say switch for, whatever marketing reason. Yeah, that's, it's just interesting. That is a a weird Nintendo move. Usually they're tried and true and you can kind of predict what they're going to do, but this is, uh, it's a wild west of game release or announcements at least. Like, yeah, I'm, I've been no stranger to saying I love E3 and everything that's about, but I'm also getting a little excited that we're just going to basically get, a steady stream of news throughout the summer instead of just plopped right there. The first ish, second week ish of June, 
it's definitely going to make our podcasting easier because we won't have to feel like we got to jam pack episodes at this, you know, you know, for E3, we'll get this news kind of, Yeah, you know, but then we lose that like six month speculation period. Yeah. That's kind of fun, right? Is making all the weird predictions of like, ooh, what are they going to be announcing? Oh, are we going to see a trailer for that? Oh, is this going to be, is this a franchise still? Holy well, I think crap. we get that with Microsoft and Sony's when they kind of do some more of their mainline console announcement shows. I've, yeah. I, I think so. Rich, yeah, probably. You just inspired me, Rich, to an idea that I think is probably ooh. accurate. I bet what did you, I do? like, all of the like bam 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 releases throughout this whole thing like very quickly or you know over short periods of time i wonder if they're dopamine hitting people like that whole facebook like way of working where they you know they constantly want to give you like little bits of upper every once in a while so i wonder if nintendo oh, is, like, like they're, they're trickling all the yeah, good news out yeah like just when you mm. kind of stop talking about the last one they're like Oh, here's another one. <laughs> yeah, it's like another announcer. It's like, ah, <laughs> I got my Nintendo fix what? for the next month. Nintendo is edging us. Oh, I think that's just going to be the summer just with how everything is, is shaping up to be is, yeah, we're going to get just announcements each week. And, you know, if you're like us where we pay attention to a lot of different things, you know, with the different uh, publishers and consoles and, and companies and stuff like that, it's again, for me, I'm excited. I miss E3, but I'm excited for just a steady stream instead of the here's everything in June. Now, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll miss the speculation stuff too, but I'm sure we could pick and choose certain things to speculate about. I know. Yeah, but yeah, when they saved like, us from doing. We only get like a week of speculation before they hit us with something new and we forget all about all of our speculation. Yeah. Or, I mean, I mean, silver lining, maybe. I mean, instead of doing like one six hour long podcast covering everything that happened at E3, we can have like, you know, 12 45 minute long podcasts yeah because it's sprinkled out and it's <laughs> nice spread out evenly like a like a butter over bread man i was looking forward to that six hour marathon episode though <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine dumping that on a, like who is does anybody do like three hour podcasts i know joe rogan oh, gets plenty and they're pretty long yeah, plenty of people do doesn't uh um doesn't your what is it? What's good gaming? Don't they do like two and a half hours or something? Oh yeah, yeah. I think what's good is around the like one hour forty minute mark. But I thought I was when I was listening to those like two and a half hours and I'm like I, 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 I got I like an hour through it and yeah. I just gave up. <laughs> but yeah, regardless, right? I mean, we we have a nice steady stream of news that we're going to be able to get, which is kind of I appreciate that. Yeah. I I can appreciate that rather than getting it all at once. At least I get something. I just like that big hit instead of the smaller little ones. Yeah, <laughs> just just give it to me now. Yeah, yeah. Pump it he all likes, in there. He just, Matt likes the defibrillator right to the chest <laughs> yeah. kind of a thing. Big old jolt. Yep. And then he just feeds off of it for the next six months. <laughs> Snooze. Slowly, slowly waiting until holiday release. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Matt's like crank. <laughs> he's like he's like crank with video game news. Yep. It's a good so, movie. So this next part of news, um, Nintendo has now said that it will start to try to attract non-gamers to the Switch console as it enters its midlife crisis. crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're kind of like sold that. out. So like being sold out is kind of a crisis, but at the same time, you sold all of your systems. Yeah. I don't think they're struggling. They, they I thought I saw just today somewhere there was uh, 
it, it, it outsold, was it the SNES? And now it's the third top most sold console in yeah, like, Ch- Japan or something like that. So, it, I mean, it's not suffering. It's just, but yeah, I mean, everybody bought them all right now. It's I mean, I do think that the Switch is probably one of the best consoles that Nintendo has ever made. Yeah. No, I, I thought this was kind of interesting. We're, you know, obviously we've talked about it a million times with, you know, getting excited about next gen where Nintendo's like, hey, we already got something great here. Now we're going to try to do, you know, they always do things unique and different, which is uh, one thing that makes them great. But it's it, a they're, now they're sword. like, what? <laughs> no, that's a, like their creativity is a double edged sword, but keep going. Yeah, but it, it's, I just found it interesting that, you know, it, it, they're sitting here, they're going to still make all their good games, but now they're going to try to bring in, you know, a broader, you know, try to outreach and get people that maybe wouldn't buy a console. I think it was kind right. of like what, you know, the, 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 we did, right. You know, that brought in a lot of people that would never buy a console because of just its unique, you know, games and the Wii remote and things like that. Uh, the, yep. the different level of interactivity, it's not just holding a controller and sitting on your couch um, and yelling things about other people's moms. <laughs> You're sitting on your couch waving a controller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're shattering TVs when you throw it and yeah, smacking people in the face. But no, it was it was just kind of I, I thought an interesting article. And, you know, again, every, we're all talking about next gen and they're just like, hey, I'm trying to get grandma over here to play. <laughs> hey, Matt. Hey, who how many grandmas have not played Wii Bowling at this point? Yeah. I'm sure like every grandma on the planet has tried Wii Bowling at some point. Yeah. Just a question, Matt. You know, we tested Nintendo stuff for a little while. Who do you think was the first person to you know do like a usability test on that thing and just whip the first wii remote through somebody's tv like it had to be like a a consumer test thing like a pilot within a like um what is that a group study um well just knowing like <laughs> like dude number four just hawked it through the tv yeah i imagine <laughs> some engineers or developers were you know like testing it out and chucked a couple and they just laughed about it and then they just <laughs> held on to it and then it got to qa and you know us nerdy you know you know people just start chucking it around the room and somebody took notice and was like uh, we should probably put a wrist strap on that it's so. a horrible idea why is there <laughs> yeah. no safety it was, it was probably us <laughs> reckless qa people that just yeah wrecked a few tvs and whatever <laughs> testing lab that they have did that actually happen? Did you guys do no, that? No, no we, we didn't. didn't. No, we just <laughs> whip a remote through a TV. No, no. and I, and and I want to point out because I was listening here. Uh, you can tell that two out of three of us worked at Nintendo because two of us called it the correct term, we remote, uh, and one of us didn't. Uh, <laughs> we worked for Activision, not Nintendo. We tested for Nintendo. Yeah, sorry. Yep. Uh, sorry, Rich. We. It was kind of drilled into our brains. So, what it's not called the Wii mode; it's the Wii remote. We've nope. talked about this before. On a I thought that episode. that was what was sold on the packaging. Nope. 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 No. Oh. Yeah. Well, well maybe maybe if it was like Call of Duty or Skylanders, where those guys got free passes to do whatever they want. Oh God, that was interesting. <laughs> like being a big name game gets you through some of the hoops that you know some of these. Um, hardware dealers want to work with there were some pretty strict nintendo rules and some of the games they were just like yep don't care pass it yeah but uh yeah no we we didn't uh rich going back to your original question uh i don't think any of us really chucked anything around and broke it um i mean i can also tell you i never used this wrist strap so um you know you live on the edge i do you know it's what i do but 
Uh, yeah, I mean, there was. I remember when the 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 Wii first came out. Yeah, you'd get those YouTube videos of you know those people that are like swinging their arms around, they smack somebody, or or they let go, and it goes through their nice fancy you know thousand two thousand dollar TV. Um, heck, I even LCDs were super expensive then. Yeah, when I worked at Best Buy, I remember having a few people come in with TVs that just you could tell there was an impact. Um, now I guess it granted could have been a ball. It could have been someone's thing, but you're like, you know, it was about the time of the, <laughs> you the Wii. Knew it and you're like, Wii mm, I'll bet you this was you playing Wii bowling and you just chucked that Wii remote at the screen. So yeah, maybe that wasn't a strap issue. And maybe it was just finally older people were starting to get game frustration. And like at that point, they haven't been dealing with the escalating difficulty in games. Although I will say, like, Nintendo and Sega was far harder than Super Nintendo. But then, you know, difficulty went up. Either way, it was probably gamer rage. It was probably, like, 65-year-old Stan got pissed off at his grandson for kicking his ass when he's a, like, super good bowler. (laughs) He just whipped it into the TV with his first real gamer rage. That's what I hope it was. Yeah. So speaking of grandpa and gaming so has has nintendo kind of clarified on what they are going to do to attract non-gamers to the switch no idea no not that i i uh saw in the article just said it's yeah Hmm. more labo vr i think you can get (laughs) that's only for the most hardcore of hardcore (laughs) but uh here you go i mean i think that you can get like things like netflix and youtube and all that mm-hmm. on the switch can't you I, I know you can get youtube yeah they I did i guess there's one little tidbit here they're just going to increase their advertising budget in a bid to reach uh those who don't currently have uh, uh mm. the, the system what are they gonna yeah, sell good luck yeah so, good luck finding them <laughs> like, oh, well, I, I mean it's maybe they're just going to increase the amount of switch commercials and and switch or uh, games that are on the switch you know during you know, soaps and Super Bowls and things like that. Right? <laughs> you know, try to get you know, you know, not those, those chant. Maybe you know, I don't know. Yeah, and, uh, I imagine that they're just going to try to outreach a little more. We'll have Days of Our Lives and Animal Crossing. Nice. There you go. Pro- maybe product placement. They'll just yeah, just start having it in, you know, shows and oh, it's uh, what's that zombie show? They're going to superimpose. Yeah, they're going to superimpose a Nintendo Switch into old reruns of Matlock. <laughs> it's just Matlock playing Mario Kart and doing like yeah. Rockfords. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that for uh, Nintendo targeting some other people, you know, outside of the normal genre. Guess ready to talk about that's some okay. stuff coming out? Games. Let's do games. it. <clears throat> so this one. Uh, a while back, we started talking about the rumor that some Mario games were in the pipeline on the way. More to come. Um, and they just, out of nowhere, dropped Paper Mario, the Origami King. Like, I was sitting in bed because I got really sick. I was laying in bed, and I just saw this pop up. And it, it was just a regular YouTube notification. And it was it said Paper Mario. And I was like, oh, I wonder if someone's talking about like the Thousand Year Door. And all of a sudden, I saw new and i was like oh shit <laughs> like it there was no pre-hype there was no conversation about this that i was aware of did you guys hear anything about this before it just kind of happened no 
No, I didn't hear anything about this. I just saw it like I I think I opened up like YouTube or something like that one morning and I'm like, oh, there's a paper. Mar- what? Wait, what? There's a paper Mario. <laughs> like, what? When did this happen? Yeah. No. They just kind of like slid that one in there. You know what I mean? Nintendo sliding into it your slid DM. under the door. Yep. No, it looks it looks really cool. Again, it's kind of like one of those unique games that makes me want to buy a Switch. So you ever play it? Yeah. Did you ever play any of the Paper Mario's, Matt? God, I I'm really bad with Nintendo. I, I what was the last Mario? Maybe <laughs> Mario sixty four was the last one I played when I pulled my my sixty four out one time years back and was running through that. It's probably oh, the last Mario yeah. I played. Those are good games. Paper Mario series is pretty awesome. I like the look of this, and I obviously like the kind of uh, story they're trying to tell where it's what I'm assuming it's classic Paper Mario looking, but the rest of the world is all like origami looking. Yeah, it's, so, it's all paper. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just really cool because I'm assuming the origami look is new compared to the first game. Right? Uh, I think they did some folding stuff in like it's Japanese, right? So origami is going to be there unless I just really was wrong on who came up with origami. But um, I don't think I am. They they had like folding things in it. Like I think if you defeated bosses, they folded in on themselves, um, things like that. So, mm-hmm. but, but the Origami King is new, um, and it was kind of neat because it looked like they took um, one of the bad guys, and I'm sad I can't remember what they are called. Uh, the little hooded dudes walking around. It looked like it was one of those dudes like folded into another guy. It was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I thought this game looked gorgeous. I like watching him run through a, like a a wheat field and like a line carving through it from like a three D folded paper. That was really cool looking. Yeah, um, no, it's it looks like a really pretty game, and I like the art style. With yeah, it's amazing that something like um oh, what is that word I'm looking for? Um, it's really amazing that system with less power can produce something that pretty if you know how to make stuff for it you know yeah yeah i mean like you don't have to throw you know giant rtx cards or something like that into your your gaming console but if you have something that works for what you kind of have you know nintendo's always been good at that right they always had pretty like uh minimal hardware specs for the most part and they made really great stuff just what they with what they had oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh this drops on stores and online july 17th um what a great way to kick you know, what a great yeah. time to be in the summer like a good summer release that'll be fun it's the day after my birthday i know what i'm doing oh man you're gonna play world of warcraft classic probably I'm disappointed that's, that's mike <laughs> disappointed <laughs> sorry mafia trilogy announced i didn't play any of these games uh the first one has been on that long list of games i've been meaning to play that i've talked about before and i'm actually really excited about uh the trilogy they announced uh it's uh it's gonna include obviously mafia one two and three it's a trilogy right but what's what's kind of neat is two-thirds of it is already out right now uh mafia uh, two and three basically they just got kind of like the definitive edition kind of like some some little upgrades and tweaks uh to the current games that are already out there on you know like your pc and consoles 
but the mafia, the original one is getting an actual, like it's a remake is I think what they're calling it, but it's, they're building it from the ground up, which is awesome. Just mm-hmm. brand new cutscenes, dialogues, other little features. And it looks great. There's, I think only it's like a 30 minute tra- or 30 minute, 30 second trailer out there. And it looks really cool. And I might have to pick that one up, but uh, that's not coming till later this summer. Yeah, I mean, I've never played the Mafia games, but I know that my fiance is actually a really big fan of these Mafia games. So if she's listening to this episode, which of course she better be, <laughs> then she's going to be, I know she's going to be really excited for these, for for this whole trilogy to be released. So I know it says Serious Sam next, but I just want to throw something out there. Um, I was reading through like the next one and Disintegration my brain, for some reason, could not process that word as one thing, so I had to break it down. And if you break down disintegration, the root to that is integration. You are unintegrating things. I just realized that's why it's called disintegration. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. All right. I never put those two together until I read the damn word. And this is why you did so well in trivia. Oh, I Good job. Yeah, we're taking that grand champion away from you. Oh, see, now you spoiled it. What did I spoil? Did. I, didn't, I didn't say Look it. Look what you did, Matt. Look what you did. Sorry. We can... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it'll, it'll be out for a week at least or so. Yeah. You know, it's Tuesday before us. So. Maybe we'll ask Dan to cut this section. <laughs> nope. Not. Maybe, Who I don't cares? know. Dan, up to you. Make your choices. Uh, Serious Sam 4 has a uh, a release date, sort of. I didn't see a day, but it uh, looks like you have August in here, Matt. Yeah, I looked. There was, uh, they just said August. So we got, what, 31 days there that, you know, there's a chance it'll come <laughs> just out. Just any one of those 31. <laughs> one of those. One of those. One. Did you guys ever play any Serious Sam games? No. Negative. Yeah. I wanted to, but I just never... It was one of those games that I just never got around to. Yeah. One thing I, I, I stumbled across some other articles, and I don't know if you pulled up the Eurogame one that I, I shared here. They actually had a little video where they talked to uh, one of the developers, and they were talking about how they developed a... They call it the Legion system. And the guy's like, yeah, you can have hundreds, thousands, like 100,000 characters on the screen. So I'm like, really interested to see how that works and how that gameplay is going to be yeah i mean they did show some kind of uh this so they released kind of two videos the one was the actual trailer for the announcement of serious sam uh and then uh, in this other article there was a video there with the developer where they showed some other clips where they did show kind of little snippets of you know like fields of a ton of enemies you know uh so it'll be kind of interesting how that works out yeah, but I, it's going to be like Zerglings. Say... It's going to be like one one type of enemy that looks exactly the same, duplicated five million times. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, it sounds interesting. I can't say I'm interested in playing the game, though. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably skip it. Um, you know, maybe if it's good and gets a lot of good reviews, maybe. We'll see about that. This brings me back to disintegration. Disintegration. 
Release date of June 16th, so that is right around the corner, roughly two weeks from when you listen to this. Um, it is a futuristic sci-fi shooter that incorporates real-time strategy elements in unique ways. I is, Have you guys seen any videos for this? I have not. I've seen the trailer for it. Yeah. It looks kind of cool. This it's very it looks unique. It um I'm not going to lie and there's no surprise to this but um it the art and the look kind of reminds me a little bit of Destiny. Yeah, I, I kind of thought the same thing too. Especially the, like main, the, character. Main, the main character. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I feel like he looks like he's he looks like a Destiny character. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's a helmet I got for my Titan in Destiny One, but that's no surprise yeah. because the the studio developing this game is V One Interactive, and that was created by Mark. I'm gonna butcher his name, even though I heard it. Marcus Leto, I think his name. Uh, he he worked for Bungie for years. Uh, you'll also know if you didn't know this little fun fact, he's the guy that created Master Chief. So uh, you should all love and appreciate Marcus here just for at least giving us that. But uh, yeah, so he he did a lot of art with some of the Halo, and and I think he was like a produce like kind of um, design lead or something for some Destiny stuff too. So he's done a lot of work with Bungie. But yeah, he started a while back uh, a new studio, and they've been working on this game. And yeah, it it kind of got that uh, Destiny vibe. Um, but the game looks really cool. You fly around in this grav cycle thing and you can attack things and shoot things, but you also give out commands for little like minions and things that you send and attack this and that. So I'm kind of Are excited in of you. What'd you say? Are they tiny parts of you? Because that would make the disintegration more. Uh... No, I think the disintegration comes from, and this actually sounds like a pretty neat story is that, <laughs> if I remember too, I don't know if I can. Uh, it was like some virus or something was killing the human race, and then they discovered a way to kind of put their their brains and their their souls into machines. Gotcha. Um, and then now, years and years later, there's I think part of the story in some different warring factions is there's a group that wants to stay kind of machines, and some that want to go back to being organic forms, you know, entities and and. Um, I think that's the basis of some of the the story there, um, but it sounds like it's going to have a really you know fleshed out and good story and and campaign along with obviously multiplayer modes. But uh, I'm I'm kind of interested. I, I'm I'm not going to buy it when it comes out, but I'm going to keep my eye on it and see see what look at some gameplay, see what people are thinking. I imagine it's going to be fun. Do yeah, you know? I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's kind of like a, um, like a sci-fi Mountain Blade Warband. If you're familiar with that, with what that is, no, because that kind of incorporates that sort of like you can do combat on the battlefield, but yeah, you can command like little armies of troops and things like that to combat other armies and squadrons of like. You know, this is more medieval times, but yeah. You can the game I kind of command the battlefield while being in the battlefield. The game that my brain went to, and it's I doubt it's anything like this, but Brutal Legend. <laughs> Brutal Legend. There was, a, there was little sections of that game where you would run around, you could fight things, but you had yeah. to get different. You would spawn in different enemies and can you know direct them to attack things. Um, 
that's where my brain went to, but I think it's probably going to be a little different, but a similar idea. You can still fight and kill things and attack things, but you're also managing troops and armies and whatever other, you know, people you have to attack other things. And yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Do you guys know who's not a fan of disintegration? Um, Chase. Darth Vader. Oh, I was wrong. Even said it in the movies. No disintegrations. No disintegrations. <laughs> yeah, it's my bad joke. That was a good dad joke. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. I do what I can. Are we going to go back to our Jamaican Midwestern? <laughs> With the tacos? <laughs> they're, they're made like Caribbean jerk tacos. They're like jerk chicken. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> it's like... Caribbean jerk it. beaver or something like that. So the dumb thing is, is I don't think I could replicate that. <laughs> like if I were to try and like do that over, I don't think I could actually do that again. You sh- you're gonna have to listen to the podcast, replicate it, practice it, and then do a whole episode. <laughs> <in that. laughs> That's good stuff. Who's this new guy that they got on the podcast? <laughs> he sounds like Rich and has a lot of the same ideas and thoughts, but oh, that yeah. must be Rich's cousin. <laughs> he comes from the Caribbean up north. We got a very diverse family. We do. <laughs> this has been like back to back good podcasts. Like doing the thing with Tony and yeah. player versus trivia. He's not just he's not just Tony. He's Tony the second. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, that's a pretty badass name though. Like being able to that is pretty able badass. To put, yeah. Like, uh, a number behind yourself it's just i can't yeah because there can only be yeah. one you're my number one <laughs> that's all i got for today unless you guys want to chat about anything else that's come up in the last you know well, let me pull up my document here and we uh <laughs> we're trying to hit six hours right yes yeah, a six hour <laughs> podcast we gotta make up for e3 not existing <laughs> No, I just uh no, I think that's about it. I'll just yeah, I just want to plug one more time. Player vs. Trivia podcast, go check it out. It's a lot of fun. By the time you're listening to this, our uh it sounds like our episode will be up. So Oh yeah, we should probably uh you can watch me watch me. You can listen to me embarrass myself. You can watch it too. I missed some questions, but the one you missed watch the was, audio. was very embarrassing. It was <laughs> embarrassing. That's wow. very true. So yeah, really quick, you can find Player vs. Trivia at anchor.fm uh, forward slash Player vs. Trivia, or you can check them out uh, on Twitter at PVT Podcast. Great show. That was tons of fun. Uh, you can find us at campfiregamingpodcast.com or on Spotify, iTunes, things like that. Um, and then uh, check us out at Twitter at Camp Game Pod. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, give us that lovely feedback. And who knows? Maybe you'll get something. Mm-hmm. That's the Oh, man. Matt, you suck. <laughs> <coughs> I did it. 
I tried getting you to do it, but you deleted that note. I did. <laughs> did you see the tweet? Uh, yeah, yeah, I okay, did. Yeah, I did that's... see that. Okay. <laughs> so I tried hiding my own little thing in there uh, so that it wasn't me. Spoiled. I was hoping you would just read that Dude. news and then be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I did that. I looked at it and I saw it was like, I saw it was a uh, paper Mario coming to game. Pass. <laughs> what the, I, did I write that? How sick was I? <laughs> nah, I was just trying to get you to say it, but I failed. Oh, that's pretty good. I was but hoping I didn't you didn't say it. Well, he did just say it. Well, yeah, now. But that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we'll try another secret passphrase on one of these. I'll get uh, you know one of you three guys, and when we do, we'll get. Uh, I think the plan is like a twenty dollars gift card to whatever gaming console service you prefer. So look for that in the future. Um, I will try and get a mystery going on. I think if I can get Chase to say something, we might. There you go. We might get a good one. We um, just got to make sure he doesn't listen to this so that he knows it's coming. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, but he won't know what the secret word is. So I have to think about like what each of you guys say frequent, but not all the time, and try and get that. But we'll see what... Frequent, but infrequently. I say um a lot. Well, if um is a thing, we're just <laughs> everyone's going to say it. Yeah. Oh, hey, let's uh, uh, real quick, let's plug our Discord, too. I, oh, yeah. I think if we can if we can get some people on there, I personally would love to see people hop on there, chat with us, uh, maybe give some suggestions on things you'd like us to talk about. You know, whether they're questions on our thoughts on this or that, or like, hey, you should cover this game, or really anything. We'd love to. I mean, we love talking about news and news and other topics, and we we have plenty of stuff to do that uh, to talk about. But love to hear maybe uh, about things you'd like to hear us talk about specifically. So. Also, be sure to find us on Mixer as well, oh, yeah, as we right. periodically stream on Mixer, all three of us. Um, you can find us, any one of our channels, on Mixer.com slash Teams slash Campfire Gaming, Campfire Gaming? Crew. Uh, uh, the, Campfire Gaming Crew. Oh, God. Camp, oh, the Campfire Crew. Campfire yeah, crew, yeah, Campfire Crew. So, Mixer, yep. Campfire Crew. Mixer.com slash Teams slash Campfire Crew. There you go. Uh, one last thing, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening in all the different areas that you guys are listening. Um, we love to see, you know, people are enjoying our stuff. Uh, it sounds like we've got a few repeat listeners. You guys could do us a huge favor. Hit that subscribe button on whatever you listen to. It'll help us a lot. It'll help us get found as well. Um, again, thank you for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time around the campfire. Game pad.